How's it going everybody? And uh, welcome to a new project, a uh, new podcast that uh, me and my brother were kind of mulling over for a little while when he was back in town a couple months ago or a month ago, I'm not sure the time frame now at this point, um, where we wanted to dive into some conversations, um, kind of challenge each other a little bit to think things in different ways and just have insightful fun uh, conversations about things that people don't normally have. So I am Justice Payne, uh, my brother Kevin Green. Go ahead and say hi, Kevin. Hey, everybody. Um, We are going to be, today specifically in today's episode, are going to be going over our background, uh, where we come from, how we grew up, uh, to give you guys a little bit of an idea of who's going to be, you know, talking and who you guys are going to be listening to. it's going to be a simple podcast today, nothing too deep. Um, and then in our next episode, we'll actually get a topic and, and cover it a little bit more fully um, and go in depth with it. But for right now, today is just getting to know us a little bit, um, setting kind of like the groundworks and the format of how the podcast is going to work. Um, and then moving forward, you guys can get some fun, uh, some fun topics and we'll challenge each other with some research and, and some facts and stuff and see uh, where we all stand on certain topics. Uh, Kevin, do you have anything to add or to say before we uh, dive into the backgrounds or anything like that? Mm, nope, not that I can think of at the moment. Okie dokie. Um, so, before we got, dive too deep, um, welcome to the very first episode of uh, Two Sides. And coin. <laughs> I wondered if you were going to remember that. <laughs> um, okay. So I'm going to go ahead and go first. Um, a little bit about me before we get too uh, far ahead of each other. Um, I am 24 years old, um, father of two, um, grew up in, oh, hold on, born in Elk Grove, grew up in Palatine till about uh, 2005, in which case my parents uh, moved out to Hobart, Indiana. And that's where I spent the rest of my formative years, um, growing up, making friends, getting in relationships, falling in love, and all this other crazy stuff. So, um, I'm going to go through, for my background, a little bit of just the main big um, life events that happened that kind of shaped me to be the way that I am. Um, kind of, I think those are kind of like the main topic points so that I don't go on rambling forever. Um, and keep this kind of concise and hopefully under an hour. So first, the main big thing, obviously, I've already mentioned is my family and I, uh, after being born um, in Elk Grove and lived in Palatine, we moved out to Indiana in 05. Knew nothing about, you know, geography or where we were going or what Indiana was. So to me, it felt like we moved a whole world away, Um, had to make new friends, get acquainted to the area that we were living in again, you know, where we were. Um, But that was a big life event, one of the first ones that happened. um, I think when I was around eight, seven, somewhere around there. Um, The next big, I guess, life event that happened is uh, I moved to, I'm sorry, I went to Hobart High School um, and found a girlfriend. Um, I had a few before, but this one was... I was convinced was different, was special, and we were going to live happily ever after type of stuff. Uh, we were in a relationship for about two, three years, 
And uh, it was pretty fast moving, pretty crazy. But she went to college because she was a year older than me. And I stayed back um, in Indiana or I guess in Northwest Indiana. Um, and we tried to do long distance. Um, naturally, that's where that kind of fell apart a little bit because in that space of time, um, I had grown restless and that was when I experienced uh, my first, um, ex I guess, my first try at unfortunately cheating. And so basically, um, I was the one who cheated and I eventually owned up to it um, to my girlfriend at the time who understandably so broke up with me. But because of this, um, I was left with my own consequences of my actions with no real support because I had just moved out and went to college myself. Um, so that kind of drove me into a spiral downward to where I was drinking every weekend, getting bad grades, not really caring about college too much anymore, um, which is kind of bad when you're living on campus on a college, then you're there for school. So... Um, Needless to say, eventually I ended up dropping out, but there is another reason to that that I'll get to later. Um, I didn't eventually come out of this spiral of drinking, partying, and kind of going crazy and sleeping around with whoever would talk to me uh, until I met my future wife, who helped me out a lot through a lot of that, um, I guess, personal anguish, uh, disappointment, and self-pity, and all the stuff that I kind of created myself in kind of boxed myself in it and kind of just said, this is where I'm going to stay. She helped me get out of that a little bit as I found myself helping her out uh, by getting out of a pretty toxic and emotionally abusive relationship. Um, before I get too far ahead of myself on that tangent, though, um, the other reason why I dropped out of college was because I had gotten a scholarship, um, I think three years, almost a full ride, um, for ROTC. So throughout high school, um, prior to 2016 when I graduated, um, I had spent the four years of high school in JROTC, um, worked out, did a bunch of fitness uh, goals and tests to uh, eventually land myself a few scholarships at a few colleges. Eventually, I chose the best one that worked out for me, which was in Purdue Calumet, which is Northwest Indiana. Um, that three-ride scholarship was... Um, kind of like an offer that I did not get until I made it through my first year of college. Um, it was also pending upon a medical waiver that I needed to get for psoriasis. I went through all the medical appointments, did all the appeals that I had to do, and it wasn't until halfway through my second year, when I should have already been getting my scholarship, did I find out that it was denied. Once I found out that my scholarship was denied, I kind of lack, uh, lost some of the motivation I had to go to college. Uh, kind of lost the motivation and interest that I had in the military altogether, which I had spent a combined six years on that I'd been working on. Uh, needless to say, when that all fell through, I dropped out of college in conjunction with the fact that I had lost that relationship as well. Um, leading to, again, just a spiral downward, not really spiral downward, not really knowing what I wanted to do with my life anymore, um, not really knowing what plan I had. And so a fresh college dropout, just started working. What else can you do? Uh, I had to move back in with my family. Um, and that's when my relationship with my wife, uh, Samantha, kind of took off. Um, because after both of us kind of getting out of our mental, you know, battles that we were in and kind of stuck in these slumps, we eventually started to build each other up. We got engaged. Uh, she got pregnant. 
and uh, we had our first miscarriage, which leads me to the, I guess, third or fourth big life event that kind of changed my perspective on some things. Because now, aside from dealing with my own consequences, the actions of a man that I have to deal with, um, now I'm realizing that life does just happen. And as an adult and as a man uh, who leads his future family and himself through the world, um, I had to also just deal with the punches that life uh, threw at you. Now, the first miscarriage, I did not handle it very well because this was the first time I had to really deal with that lesson. And me and my wife broke off our engagement. We uh, broke up. And we spent about six months apart. Um, in those six months, I was able to work on myself. And through the help of my parents and my ex-fiance at the time, uh, found out that I was mo most likely um, and still undiagnosed to this day. We're still trying to figure that out or how I can get in to get an appointment. But uh, most likely uh, depressed um, and ADHD of some sort or maybe even bipolar, which may cause the mood swings that I do tend to have. Um, and so in finding that out, I got some medication, um, kind of some generic stuff that can just cover mood swings and depression and all of that in one umbrella. It turned out to be the one that worked. And so um, after getting myself kind of together and realizing that I did have a mental illness, which before I did not believe even existed, I thought it was all in someone's head until I realized I had it myself, um, did I uh, get back together with my wife, um, my now wife. And uh, she got pregnant a second time, in which we dealt with another miscarriage, but we continued to try because we knew that a family is what we wanted. Uh, it may have been early, but it, we were ready to deal with that as it came. Um, and so on the third try, um, by that time I was already working in, the, in a mill, uh, making good money, overtime, all that stuff, and we were pretty stable. Um, we did have, in fact, uh, my first child, my daughter. Um, and funny enough, through childbirth and through becoming a father, I learned a bunch of things and realized that my selfishness that I was dealing with for the last, you know, 20 years at that point, um, it wasn't just about me anymore. You know, I had a little baby. I had a human being that really did rely on me to survive. And so quitting a job, losing a job, which I had been doing for the last two, three years prior, was no longer acceptable. I had to stick with it to make money and provide. And it was through that that I think I really learned, I think the last and big final lesson of being an adult and a father, a husband, and a leader of a household is just that, you know, through it all, I have to persevere because there are people who rely on me. It's not just about me anymore, though life can get me down and can kind of happen um, and I may not be feeling like it all the time, but it's, you know, you got to keep moving forward for the sake of the people in my life that rely on me. So um, my daughter being the next big life event that really shaped me a little bit. Uh, moving forward, um, I got the job that I'm working at now in manufacturing at Daifuku Wainwright, where I am working on becoming a lead, um, moving up the ladder, sending me to training in Cincinnati, Ohio, all this stuff that's going on right now in my whirlwind of life in the midst of trying to record a podcast. Um, and one year prior to all of that, by the way, I did also have my son, can't forget him, of course not, my little baby boy. Um, needless to say, because I do have a boy and a girl, my wife and I decided that that is enough for us. We don't need any more children. Um, and so um, 
that is kind of where my story kind of ends as far as background goes. But a couple of interests and things that I do enjoy doing so that you guys have a little bit more understanding of what I'm into and what I like. Um, I am a pretty strong um, and try to be as faithful as possible Christian. Um, I grew up in the church almost the most of my life, but granted, when I was first born, my family wasn't churchgoers. It wasn't until we moved out in Indiana did I really start taking my faith seriously, and in 2016, after I graduated, really took responsibility for my faith. Um, I enjoy a lot of creative outlets, such as you know making music, creating YouTube videos, editing stuff, and needless to say, this podcast. Um, I play music for our church, um, whether it's drums, uh, guitar, singing, wherever they need me is kind of where I do, where I go to help the service go a little bit better. Um, I do know quite a few instruments, but that's because it's all been self-taught. Um, I pick up an instrument, look up a couple of YouTube videos, pretty much anyone can be a musician nowadays, but I am self-taught for the last, well, I was taught bass for two years and then self-taught the rest of the instruments that I know for the last 10 years. Um, and then finally, other than that, um, I do play video games, but that's besides the point. Um, I think a lot of people do nowadays. So, um, all of those interests covered, um, don't need to really get into political stuff until later in the episodes because you'll see pretty quickly where we stand on those because we will be ta- um, tackling those. We will not shy away from political stuff or controversial topics. That's kind of one of the things that we agreed on. And no matter where we stand on things, it is just a discussion. We're not trying to attack each other um, or anything like that. Um, So before I ramble on any longer, I'm going to go ahead and let Kevin um, discuss his background, how he grew up. Because even though we are brothers, um, Kevin and I are 11 years apart. Um, Our, uh, I guess, home life was dramatically different, I guess, to say the least, um, from where I started and from where he started. Um, and though we do have um, the same parents and grew up in the same household, um, you know, there's, there's a big gap in between. And a lot of stuff happens in that gap. And from then on, we kind of separated as far as where life took us. So needless, uh, having said that, I'm going to go ahead and let Kevin uh, take over uh, and explain uh, a little bit of his upbringing, uh, some interests and stuff that he's into and where he's headed right now in life. Um, And we'll come back together and we will close out the podcast. Uh, Looking forward to the next episode. Uh, Take it away, Kevin. Yeah. Thanks, Jeff. Um, So, yeah, the the kind of um, concept that Justice and I have for this is that we both have um, an area of interest um, about um, that kind of uh, relate and overlap out um, a vast amount or <clears throat> of differing topics, um, social topics. Um, so our idea was that this would be a platform in which we can engage. Though so, uh, the hard, uh, some hard questions, some hard, uh, difficult concepts and conversations from our area of interest. This is being um, a religious lens mine being from a political or legal lens, since I am a current law school student, um, just finished my first year. Um, so that's kind of like the the foundation or the lay of the land. So, this, so with this introductory podcast or this introductory episode, it's just an opportunity for us to 
introduce ourselves and for you to um, kind of get to know us. Like Justice said, we are 11 years apart. I'm 34, about to be 35. I grew up on the south side of Chicago to a single um, mother. Um, she was 17 when I was born. It was her third child, and she had a total of six children. So um, home life was uh, difficult, to say the least, at, at times. Um, there was several forms of abuse and the struggles and the challenges that come along with that, uh, with a difficult home life, um, it's kind of part and parcel of my of my upbringing. But that is what led me to school being a sort of sanctuary, where I what I wasn't getting at home found in elementary school, I could get from teachers. That kind of steered me. Um, thankfully, into that arena, and because of that, I just typically ended ended up doing well in school. Um, then, when I was in, um, my biological mother put me in the hospital because I had stolen a hundred dollars, which I did not know was part of the rent money for the month, and I used a part of that money to go eat. And throughout some prolonged um, discipline abuse um, episode or the recovery of that money, I think I ended up giving her back $93, $94 or something like that. And, um, but during that time, I didn't realize the um, what was going on in the background. And my dad... Um, my dad's girlfriend at the time, who later became his wife, who was Justice's mother, um, <clears throat> was called by my biological mother's living girlfriend in panic, saying, you know, somebody needs to come and get him before she, my biological mother, killed me. And so um, all of that situation um, led me to move in with my dad and soon-to-be stepmom. And to in um, 1997, so, uh, I went from a single family household to adjusting to a two parent household. But again, school being a sanctuary and kind of a civilizing force for me, I, I was still uh, it was a little bit difficult making friends in the in the new environment. But school was still um, that sanctuary for me. And then fast forward to high school, um, did well and everything like that. Um, I did speech for several years. I was heavily involved. There's times where I'd be in school from maybe 6, 7 a.m. to about 7, 8 p.m. Um, and then later on, of course, the question of college. And I had teachers that were um, trying to be as helpful as they can. But... Um, I had no idea how to apply for college and that whole process. And um, so I kind of missed the boat there. And then so I went out into the workforce um, doing various stuff like retail. I ended up in the restaurant uh, industry working for first Denny's and then substantially for Applebee's for like three years before I joined the military in 2007. So I joined active duty in 2007, um, active duty Air Force, um, went down to Texas, 
um, did uh, you know did my assignments um, in twenty in twenty um, eleven. Uh, no, I'm sorry. In two thousand eight, I got married in Alaska. Um, 2009, my daughter was born, and um, like Justice was saying, that was a pivotal and uh, or alluded to for his story. That was a, a pivotal and life changing moment for me. Um, holding my daughter for the first time, um, fully healing, not just thinking and having a mental idea of what it meant to be um, the head of a household and the leader of a family, but but having that. Um, feeling of responsibility wash over you and, and having this kind of connection with this awesome responsibility um, and connecting with that really changes one's perspective. Um, so we, uh, we mean, meaning myself, my um, wife at the time, and my daughter, we then left our assignment at, in Alaska and moved over to England. It was my next assignment, and, and during that assignment, I deployed and um, my and it was a operational the operational tempo of that assignment was aggressive, <laughs> very high, and that caused uh, some strain on the relationship as well as some other issues. Um, but we ended up divorcing. And because I was active duty military, we made the decision that for our daughter's stability, that she would um, be with my now ex-wife, and then they moved to upstate New York. Um, later that year or the following year, I transitioned um, from active duty to the Air National Guard, landing in California. And um, I, it, that was a moment where I had to reassess. Um, reassess my situation because I now left the security for full-time employment in the uh, active duty Air Force. But um, even though I had job skills um, and marketable um, skills, I had no formal education. Um, I'd have, well, I had an associate's degree from the Community College of the Air Force. Um, but that um, I quickly found out or found out from other educational institutions that that's really not worth that much. So um, I decided to go back to school, living in Sacramento. Um, went back to school to get a degree, uh, a two-year degree to become a paralegal, because California is one of the only, I believe, the only state in the country that requires their paralegals to have a degree. And so I, that's why I had to go to school in order to get that, because my thought process was I want to be a, a lawyer. I wanted to be a lawyer since the time I was a kid. I just didn't have a clear path on how to get there, much less the formal steps, but the cost as well. If I could be a paralegal that gets me in the career field, I have to know if I should make that decision and time commitment and resources and money to pursue law school, and I chose not to, being a paralegal is still a very nice and comfortable quality of life kind of living. Um, so I, I did that, or I was doing that, and then driving down to Fresno, which was where my unit was located, um, for about a year, year and a half, before the struggle of trying to balance it all, school, 
work. Um, and, and because at that time, while I was going to school, I was working for a local law office. Um, and since I had no formal degree, it was uh, very, very little over the cost of minimum wage. And it just couldn't make ends meet. And there was an opportunity for me to get full-time employment with the, my Air National Guard unit in Fresno. I jumped on it. So I left school again, moved down to Fresno, and was for five years. At that time, um, having the stability again of full-time employment, um, in 2007, I was in a relationship where my girlfriend at the time um, was, again, uh, that was a time that was a pivotal deciding moment in my life. For about a year, year and a half of being together with her, pretty much told me in 2017 hey, you've been talking about being an attorney for a long time now, but you haven't done anything I'm to get off the pot. So, uh, um, from that point, I was like, you know what, you're right. And I hit the ground running and haven't looked back since. Started at the local community college, um, Fresno City College. Um, and um, in three semesters there, I graduated with a 3.94 GPA and two associate's degrees one in political science and one in communication. Thankfully, because as I, I said earlier, I was full-time employed. But my flight at the time when I told them what my per personal goals were, were extremely accommodating. I was able to leave work, go to class, but then come back to work, uh, since most often my unit was 24-7, um, I was able to make up those hours uh, at work that I had uh, then went into class for. I was able to maintain a steady salary. Days were just really long. <laughs> so after the three semesters of um, going to uh, the local community college, um, I then applied to and got accepted to the local university, uh, California State University Fresno to pursue my bachelor's. At one time, um, I was taking 10 classes two online, uh, both campuses, um, two online and eight face-to-face. -face. Um, of those eight, two were in the evening, and the other six were at varying times throughout the day. Um, that, was, that is when I met my limit. <laughs> I realized that between working and taking that many classes, um, although I survived that semester, it was by the skin of my teeth. I, uh, I know what my limits are um, as far as being able to juggle something like that, but I was able to make it through. And in three more semesters at, uh, first, at California State University, Fresno, I graduated for, uh, with a bachelor's in political science, cum laude, with a 3.55 GPA. At that time, um, since the ultimate goal was law school, um, a lot of the times... We, as people, check out on our own and try to develop a, a path that is ours and, and different. We sometimes don't have the resources readily available to, um, like, a familiar resource to help us navigate those waters. It was my case. So um, in trying to apply for law school, there was a lot that I just didn't know. After try, uh, researching and then looking at the websites and everything like that, trying to teach myself that, I got to a point where I'm like, okay, uh, it's out of my wheelhouse, and now I need some, some help. 
my professors at the time um, was a JD graduate, um, and um, he was my political theory teacher. And I went to our professor, and I went to him, and I was like, "All due respect, to know what the process is. I need, I need uh, of applying to law school. How how does one do it? Can you help me through it?" And graciously, we spent that uh, the last year of my uh, time there at Fresno State. I was checking in with him. He was following up with me. Uh, he was a very, very, very pivotal resource then, and me staying on track and understanding the law school application process in order to get to law school. Well, after taking the LSAT and throwing out a wide, a wide net for applying to law school, um, there were three law schools that I got accepted to, one in California, one in Minnesota, and one in Pennsylvania. Um, at that time, the woman that I was with in 2017, the, the one that motivated me to go back to school, we since um, broken up, I believe, in 2018. Stayed on that track and, and, and moving uh, forward. So in um, 2020, I met my now fiancé, and she lived in Minnesota. So after um, some, prayer, some prayer research, um, the after going back back and forth and everything like that, I, I made the ultimate decision. Law school at the University of St. Thomas in Minneapolis, Minnesota. So um, that is um, uh, that's my current story. She is all um, also um, have been previously married. So in our home, it's us and her children from her previous relationships of six. Whole, uh, in our home, my like I said, my daughter, which makes seven, um, lives in upstate New York with my ex-wife, and so there's always, always something going on over here in the green household. Um, <laughs> if it's not work or school, it's family, it's um, time, it's following up with the kids, how their day was at school, what um, issues or challenges they may be facing, what um, you know, homework is just uh, the just the daily grind of things. Um, uh, with me, I'm like I said, I just completed my first year law school, and I have to take a moment to recognize that um, challenges I've experienced. Um, I, I'm blessed to be where I am now, and my fiance and I are going through um, this past week or so a very a very troubling and very personal and very stressful situation. And through that, I realize now that I haven't been thoughtful and appreciative of the blessings that I have had been focused on that negative situation. And I've been focused on the stress of it. And now with saying this, it brings to the, uh, with, about this through the podcast it brings to the forefront of my mind to remind myself of blessings even through this emotional time that still good things that are going on not only in my life but in my fiance's life and, and our children's lives and I have to be thankful of that I have to recognize that no matter what's going on uh, the, the other stressors um, that are going on. Um, if, if my story intersects with others in my life, I will 
to provide as much context without violating anyone's privacy. So uh, what I'm about to say is purely from my standpoint, um, without going into too much detail with the life that intersects with mine, um, the blessings in which I'm referring to, um, of course, the kids, uh, there are good things going on with the kids and my fiancé, um, but for me personally, even through this troubling time, been offered literally several job opportunities as a research assistant uh, in first year law student. And that's really, I didn't realize it, but speaking with my 1L um, peers, them are really struggling to find employment, even as 1L. So there, there's a blessing right there. Uh, I'm being gainfully employed in a time where it's not a guarantee. Um, another, another blessing, um, I, I recently won an award at school that I didn't even know the award existed, but that's, that's something that is, that happens when you focus on your calling, when you focus on you, there, uh, the universe and God rewards you for walking the path that he has put in front of you. Um, uh, another blessing, I have an opportunity this summer to work for one of the largest law firms in the country as a summer associate. And that is uh, that opportunity is just amazing, absolutely amazing. And I have to, to keep that in mind and focus on the positives in, in my life, no matter what's going on. And um, even though, like I said, it's been a stressful this past week but we as men leaders of our families as fathers as partners to our wives and, and girlfriends or whatever your relationship status is choose to shoulder that burden and our families don't loved ones don't um, and it can get tough really can but um that's i don't mean to sound flippant or dismissive but that's just our job and, and we accept that and we we do try our best do try our best to make sure that the decisions that we're making is for the best for us and those around us as Justice and I explore a whole a host of different ideas and concepts and principles, we're going to be asking each other some sometimes uncomfortable answers or questions. And I know that him or he and I have committed to honesty in answering those questions. Um, and sometimes they can be tough to hear, deal with. We are committed to um, to sharing our experiences, to sharing our thoughts, and building on this dialogue. Hopefully, you guys enjoy the um, the conversations along the way. Uh, that's that's it for for me. As as the different topics over the months, um, as we engage different topics over the months, I have to. Um, go into fuller detail about uh, an aspect of my uh, about my past 
as it pertains to the topic. So even though this has been a very general introduction, please, over the months, you will get to know us uh, much more in-depthly as it pertains to whatever we're talking about. Uh, it's just that in an introduction, you only have so much to talk about. So we hit the high points for for each of us. So that's much it for me so i'll hand it back over to jeff yeah that that's that's the the main the main point of today's podcast is definitely to cover the big stuff give you guys an idea of where we're coming from when we come into this next episode as far as ideas um opinions and all that stuff that gets wrapped up into the discussion um i always love when we're able to talk about the concept and why we're doing this because it's um it allows me and kevin to really um, I guess we didn't explain this, but Kevin is living in Minnesota. I'm living in Indiana. So we are quite a few miles apart. And this is also a tool, not only just for the engagement and the knowledge that we get from one each, from each other, um, but also it allows us to stay, remain in contact, but also something that we can learn from and that others can learn from as we engage in these dialogues, as we challenge each other and um, as we, you know, in, in, um, I don't want to keep repeating engage, but like, as we, we talk through these, um, complicated and layered, um, issues or topics that we, that we come up with. So, um, it's very exciting for me and I know it's very exciting for Kevin. Um, but we did want to keep the podcast short, so I'm just going to explain a little bit about the format of where we're going from here on out. Um, the idea is that we're going to do these podcasts monthly. So you guys can expect to see probably at the beginning of each month, uh, within the first week or two, um, when an episode, um, in which case we do record them at the end of each month as well. Gives me enough time to edit them and everything like that. Should the uh, podcast kind of catch fire or we see a lot of interest, we will uh, consider um, redoing the schedule a little bit where we can record maybe twice a month. Um, and slowly just, you know, see where the podcast takes it. We're not committing to anything aside from, you know, our monthly, you know, episode. Um, but it's really all dependent upon, you know, engagement with the podcast, which we do encourage. Um, both me and him will be posting it out uh, on face on social media. The podcast is going to be on all platforms, you know, iTunes, uh, SoundCloud, all of that stuff. Um, Apple podcasts, all of that. Um, but it's really just dependent on, you know, where this takes us. I know as far as me and Kevin go, we're, we're invested, we're involved and we want to do this. Um, heck we've had to reschedule this episode a couple times, but we're, we're still getting it done because we want to do this. It's very fun. It's, it's, it's one of those things that I certainly don't plan on dropping, um, because I'm able to, you know, regularly engage with my brother, learn about topics and, um, discuss them, you know? It's something to learn from. It's able for me to talk with my brother regularly, and we don't allow you know the space between us um, to stop that. So um, you guys can expect to see uh, this episode probably at the beginning of uh, the month. I think it's most likely going to be June at this point. <laughs> but um, after that, you guys can expect to see it the first, not the first, but like the first week of every month. Um, but other than that, we are going to leave you guys here with this short little episode. But uh, just know you guys are going to be seeing a lot more of us. So um, thank you guys for listening. Um, and we will see you guys in about a month with the next episode. This is Two Sides. <laughs> and we will talk to you guys 
uh, later. Peace out. Okie dokie.